You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Um, having a little tough technical difficulty on the radio side of things. Uh, and I am live and local with you on this side of the airwaves. I'm going to uh, continue to work on that side of things. But until then, i going to try to get an X in uh, on Restream. And then we'll connect on the radio side of things uh, on this beautiful uh, morning. Thank you so much for getting up and Adam with us on Tide 100.9. This is the Martin Houston Show, uh, and we'll be pushing things right on down the road on this beautiful Thursday morning. So thank you so much. Uh, Remember that we're broadcasting live on uh, Facebook at Martin Houston Live uh, at the Martin Houston personal page, uh, Tide 109, X's and O's Sports, Alabama Tradition on YouTube at Martin Houston Live, as well as on Twitter at Martin Houston 35. So glad that you've chosen to be with us. At this time, we do not have uh, the um, option to have uh, the phone lines, Alabama One Hotline is not open right now, but as soon as it, we're able to open it up, we will open it up there and let you uh, know that you can call in. Until then, all of you who are listening out there on the uh, online world, you're always welcome to chat, add us your thought, your comments, your ideas, and your suggestions. So let me hear from you uh, if you want to get in on on the conversation. So um, remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Let's take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Well, of course, uh, big news, Alabama getting yet another opportunity to um, uh, pull in another big time recruit. So we're excited to have uh, <clears throat> have them as a part of uh, that conversation as Alabama has learned about uh, another big commitment. Hey, 66 days away from Alabama. And uh, interesting to note, um, Bryce Young uh, getting some comparisons uh, to his skill set to uh, um, Aaron Rodgers, a uh, great. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that he actually uh, himself says that uh, his game reminds him of, or that's his favorite player uh, is actually – the uh, great Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, uh, despite having to sit, set some time behind uh, the great Brett Favre. So we'll we'll watch him, uh, look at him, bring him, bring that into uh, the circumstance and the situation. So uh, 
we'll 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 uh, continue to move forward and try to get things, as I said, up on the other side of uh, the, the radio airways. But uh, until then, we'll keep pushing along. Uh, yesterday, I started some conversation uh, with uh, the guys, and you're welcome to bring that uh, back up regarding the Heisman uh, Trophy and what happened with them in terms of the should it be revoted, should voters' uh, opportunities be taken away, should we change when the voting happens, uh, should we change uh, several other things should they actually add another uh, opportunity there so we can talk about that as well. But one of the things I want to circle back on yesterday and, and, and see if I can get some interactions from you guys is uh, this Eli Ricks thing. I mean, um, undoubtedly, uh, I didn't get to watch. I, I, I will be honest with you. Um, I heard of Eli Ricks when he was at uh, LSU. I saw him play a little bit when he was at LSU, uh, but I did not watch him exclusively. I do remember hearing and talking about Stingley a lot, but not so much Eli Rick. So uh, to see how much love he's getting after not playing very much last year, after not doing anything once he, not, not a lot really being on campus, and I understand still recovering for, completely from the, the injury, uh, but yet you see him just thrown into every top category. And uh, as we talked about yesterday, Matt Miller of uh, 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 has his own draft board, and he actually has him as the first DB off the board and has him ranked so high that he think he not only will he be uh, the first DB off the board, but he'll be a top five pick, like number four. Um, you know, it, it'll, 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 it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'm just not sold yet because I'm not sure <laughs> that he's even going to win and break into, um, you know, the, the starting lineup, uh, at the university of Alabama. So, uh, does, in your opinion, does Eli Rick break into the starting lineup because He's gotten so much love. Uh, all first team All SEC, uh, you know, preseason All American, top ten in 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 virtually every mock draft. And I asked a question on yesterday: Is he potentially uh, being set up? And and when I say a, a bust, understand what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the fact that the guy isn't going to be. Uh, a player, a contributor, and even potentially good here. But his ceiling, you're setting his ceiling so high, uh, is it going to be possible that, that he could end up being one of the major uh, busts <laughs> uh, risks for Alabama, meaning that he doesn't live up to uh, the expectations that's being placed on him. Not of his own doing. I understand that. Uh, I've not heard Eli Rick come out and say anything about how good he's going to be and where he's going to be ranked. This is also, um, you know, and, you know, the the, the key is um, what, what is he ranking? Curtis Lewis saying, I feel Rick's 
Um, I, I would agree that Kool-Aid McKinstry, I, I can't disagree. Uh, Kool-Aid uh, was the best returning guy. Rick is the, the most talented coming in guy and has some experience. So, uh, CL, I, I would tend to agree with you that that he has the highest potential ceiling. But will a guy like Kyrie Jackson, who's a senior, who got some playing time, 6'3", right at 200 pounds, will he push Eli Rick? Now, Eli Rick's a big DB, 6'2", 190, uh, if his head's right. Um, and and he, he comes in and, 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 and gets things, fortunately for him, the Mississippi State case was – you know, passed uh, and corrected and passed on. So, um, yeah, let, let, let's see what we can do there in terms of uh, what's happening in, in terms of Eli Ricks. Is he that guy? I'm going to go to break here. Hopefully I can get connected on the other side of the radio. If not, we'll keep talking right here on all the Facebook outlets and uh, online on the, on the Martin Houston Network online. We'll continue to do that right here on Tied 100.9 via uh, uh, Restream this morning. Uh, the Martin Houston Show is live and local. I'm um, going to take a break here. Uh, please uh, give me a moment uh, as we uh, step away for just a moment. But we'll be back here in just a couple minutes to continue the conversation about Eli Ricks. We'll uh, see if we can bring X's and O's, Xavier Houston in, uh, as well as get reconnected. Thank you guys for being a part of the show. More Martin Houston show right here on Todd 100.9. All right. Welcome back into the Martin Houston show on Todd 100.9. Let's see if we can bring X's and O's in uh, via a different uh, way this morning. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. Hey, look at look at it, man. We were talking in that first quarter. We were talking about is Eli Ricks overrated, potential bust. Curtis Lewis saying he feels that uh, Ricks is the best DB we have on this team with Kool-Aid being second. Um, I was starting to run down the list a little bit. X, um, we got some guys that are going to try to uh, make make a, a difference. We're going to see what happens uh, with this def- defensive backfield. Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, of course, I think has his position locked down. Kyrie Jackson's going to make Eli Rick play to be on that field. What are your thoughts in terms of Kyrie Jackson's possibility of holding off Ricks uh, as a starter despite – the fact that Ricks has a really, really superior talent when it comes to playing the defensive backfield. Probably the most talented DB on Alabama's team. Him and Kool-Aid McKinstry, or cornerback, I'll say corner. Uh, him and Kool-Aid McKinstry are probably very close and obvious. Eli the edge just because he's a little bit older. But when you look at a guy like Kyrie Jackson, you look at that, that that raw size, that that ability to be physical, 6'3", 200 pounds, uh, doesn't mind getting his nose dirty. Uh, I actually watched a, a video of him yesterday that Jordan Battle uh, recorded of him, of Kyrie and Brian, Brent's racing. 
And Kyrie, Kyrie got some wheels. He he beat Brian by a good bit in their race. But uh, it does he have the ability to hold off an ERX? I'll say yes because of his time in the system. You're talking about Eli just now really truly getting healthy versus a guy that's been in the system for a year and putting in the work. But I I don't know if he can hold off an Eli Rich just purely off of talent. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at uh uh, that I I don't know the answer to that either. Uh, but we also heard DC talking about Terion Terion Arnold, uh, redshirt freshman, um, and you know the dual sport athlete, uh, a little smaller from the DB standpoint, bigger than the DBs we used to get, but smaller than the ones some of the ones we have. Six foot one eighty eight, uh, Christian Story, uh, another DB. Do we see Christian Story? Uh, potentially, if if Rick steps up and Arnold steps up, Malachi does what he does and, and continues to improve. Uh, 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 will Will Fagans be a safety or a cornerback? I mean, there's some other guys that could be some potential dogs. Don't forget about we do now have a Devonte Smith DB um, on that side. Uh, you know, Jack. Jaquez Robinson, all of those guys are legit talents uh, for the most part. Uh, and guys who can play at this level, do we see um, potentially a Christian story maybe get kicked over to the offensive side of the ball? Now, that would be really interesting to see uh, if something like that was to happen because you look at a guy like Story, he's really talented kid. It's hard to keep guys like that off the field, but I think two years going into year three now on the defensive side of the ball, I think we're going to really have to see some things shake up for that to happen. Maybe you have a, a situation. You don't want this. A situ- to see him go to offense, I think you'll have to see a situation like last year where you started seeing some injuries, and I'm talking about multiple injuries in the, in the defensive uh, on the wide receiver side and things of that nature to see that possible. I think Story's a very talented safety. And when we talk about safeties, the only only guy that we really talk about that plays a true safety that we think can get on the field is Terry and Arnold. Christian Story, to me, is the next guy up as far as a true safety. Yes, you can play Branch there. You can play Moore there. You can play Arnold there. But they're tweeners. They're, they're cornerbacks. They're, they're safeties. They're, they're what you need them to be versus where he really fits that battle helms mode yeah so that, that, that'll be an interesting thing uh interesting story uh to watch uh whether christian story uh will make it on to uh the field uh, as a db or will he look to to potentially make that move over to the to the offensive side of, of the ball uh you know but i mean because you have to understand that dude like has all of the state records for alabama uh i mean he was a legit offensive uh weapon uh quarterback running throwing total yards i mean i don't know what all he has a whole slew of running backs so we're not talking about a guy uh that couldn't have gotten a scholarship uh as an offensive player in an offensive weapon uh, and with the fact that Alabama 
um, has brought in transfer DBs, I mean, transfer wide receivers, et cetera. Do we see that uh, as a possibility? A conversation we were having yesterday, Xavier, uh, uh, around that first round um, was around some of the um, guys being picked in the first round. And, um, you know, of course, Matt Miller, ESPN NFL draft analyst made the comment uh, that he thinks that Will Anderson will be, you know, the number one overall pick, uh, the 6'4", 243-pound uh, weapon uh, is the best way to put it. He made, he compared him to Von Miller uh, and, and said he's not as supersized as Joey or Nick Bosa uh, or Chase Young in terms of his frame. But his quickness and power get into the quarterback, of course, had, you know, a statistical uh, Heisman Trophy season, in my opinion. But that's not the that's not the conversation. The conversation is not even around um, Eli Rick being at number four, because we know he has the talent if he gets on the field and lives up to it. He has the talent to be a top, you know, top guy like that. Um, Then the other side of that is you go down. And he said Toa Toa makes it into the first round, you know. Uh, but the, the Toa Toa, you know, coming here, we were talking about him being that type of player. But ultimately, X, you got to look at him saying that he thinks that Alabama picked up another first round wide receiver in Jermaine Burton. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, in terms of that? If Jermaine Burton is another first round wide receiver. I think that bodes really well for Alabama and the offense this year when you're talking about replay. We might not have two, but two this year, like it seems to, to become a trend. But if we can have another first-round wide receiver, if we can have that big play threat with a Tyler Harrell and have one guy step up that is the, the underneath guy, catches all the quick stuff, and then being able to use Cameron Latou effectively, with the stable of running backs that this team has, the only question is, does the offensive line hold up? And if they do a serviceable job, you're talking about a, a, a truly another national championship just because of what you're bringing back in Bryce Young, what you're bringing back on the defensive side of the ball. But, this could be the skate To me, this could be potentially the best Alabama team Nick Saban has fielded on both sides of the ball. We've been looking for that moment when both run neck and neck uh, where we can dominate an opponent offensively um, and defensively. And and like I said, this could be that year where we could be equally as dangerous on the offensive side and equally as dominating on the defensive side. So looking forward to to that aspect. What is it about uh, when you look at Burton – uh, what is it about his game? I, I mean, to me, he seems like a really good player, but he doesn't seem to. Um, um, what what's up with the um, um, him him not? I, I don't know that I see him as in that same category as the other guys. Is he is he as good as Mechie? Uh you know, was he as good as Mechie at Georgia? I would say no. But the question is, 
was that because of Stetson Bent, uh, Bennett? Um, and will he see a tremendous jump like uh, we saw with uh, Williamson? I, I think you have to look at uh, the quarterback play as a whole. Stetson Bennett threw for less than 3,000 yards last year. When, and the tight end had 800, almost 900 of that. So you're, you're talking about there wasn't a lot of balls going around, wasn't a lot of opportunities. When you look at Georgia, they remind you of what Alabama was when they say the first arrived, when you had a John Parker Wilson at quarterback or a Red Michael at quarterback and a in a stable of running backs with maybe one one go to wide receiver at that time that was Julio. But and I I think he he has the talent to you know his guy was a, a high end recruit coming out. I think he could be a Mechie type player. He, he's not ex, as explosive as Jameson Williams, but that, that's probably that's probably or maybe a, a Calvin Ridley type. Probably the two guys that I would compare him closest to. That, that may be a, a a good comparison, and like I said, if and if that is the case, X uh, talk about uh, what that does uh, for the quarterback position. Uh, at Alabama and for the college game, I, I mean, the game is slowly becoming more and more like the NFL. But if a guy goes from Georgia, um, where he was a you know a part of their offense, uh, to a first round draft pick, similar to uh, what happened with Williamson, uh, um, mm, um, you know, th- th- then all of a sudden. You're going to see, uh, I think, the wide receiver position, sh- sure enough, and as they say, show enough, uh, become uh, uh, a-, a position that hops in the portal like nobody's business. I think you're already starting to see that. Uh, I think that's probably quarterback and, and wide receiver, from what I can tell, what I've seen has always been there so far have been the biggest portal moves. Uh, just for opportunity and school reason when you look at the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but it probably will. It, the more you see it happen, the more you see guys. Say this year, you see Jordan Addison. He goes out and balls out at USC. Jermaine Burton here at Alabama. Caleb Williams out at uh, USC. Quinn Evers at Texas. Th- those are the positions that I feel like you're going to see more more likely to move because it's for quarterbacks to get to the right system right for wide receivers go to the place where you're going to have the most opportunity yeah and and, hey listen we'll we'll continue to talk about that and speaking of that uh we're going to attempt to uh bring hank south in uh on um this side of the broadcast uh got a message from uh karen mcmanus asking hey why isn't it playing on the app we're actually having some technical difficulties on the entire side of broadcasting uh, on the radio airwaves and, and, and via uh, our station, Tide 100.9. Uh, we're broadcasting strictly uh, via the Martin Houston Network on Restream, my various uh, pages and outlets. So uh, we've never had to bring Hank in this way, but we're going to try to get Hank South in on the uh, other side. But regardless of whether we bring Hank in or not, uh, we are going to have 
some uh, conversation uh, around recruiting. Uh, we've been talking about the wide receiver position. Uh, Nick Saban making a little more noise there. And uh, we'll talk more about that right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier broadcasting on the Martin Houston Network uh, exclusively this morning. So thank you for being a part of the show. If you have any questions or comments uh, that you'd like to get in on the conversation, please add them in the chat box. And remember, Alabama One, Alabama One, your one source for all of your financial needs. Alabama One, last day to get in on uh, the uh, equipment and commercial ag equipment and also the toys uh, loan. You have the potential to get an interest rate as low as 1.99. All... <laughs> Uh, all uh, things um, available there, uh, of course, have some restrictions. So give it a try. If you qualify, you'll get as low as 1.99, but we'll get you approved and we'll get you entered into that big green egg. Last day to win that via the promotion. And tomorrow we'll roll out a brand new promotion on autos right here on Alabama One. Uh, we'd love to invite you to stop by our branch location as well as invite you to join us uh, at alabamaone.org. Thanks for being part of the Martin Houston Show. We'll be back in just a moment right here for more conversation around recruiting. Welcome back into the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier. Uh, we're broadcasting exclusively on the Martin Houston uh, network on the on Facebook um, at Martin Houston Live, Martin Houston Personal, Alabama Tradition, X's and O's Sports, uh, as well as Tide 109 on Facebook. Uh, and then, of course, Martin Houston Live on YouTube and at Martin Houston 35. Uh, so today we're, we're, we're doing something a little different. We're going to see if we're able uh, to, to, to hang in there. Um, let me verify. X, are you still there? Yes, sir. All right. Let's see if we can bring in uh, recruiting guru Hank South 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Good morning, Hank. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. I'm good. How are you? Oh, man, doing great, man. You sound great. Uh, glad to have you uh, join, and thank you for being able to run an audible, man, um, uh, and, and, and switch it up and join us uh, uh, this way. So, uh, But um, we'll get right into it, man. I went out and I saw you um, uh, look up on um, in terms of um, the uh, – Recruiting that Alabama is doing, Alabama uh, knocking it out of the park in terms of uh, recruits. Uh, just talk about Alabama's last week and what what's standing out about 
class. Yeah, you know, ever since we talked last, um, five kids have committed, whether it be 2023 or 2024. Um, so it's kind of been a little explosion of, of commitments. And, <clears throat> and excuse me, I'm still getting over a sickness. So getting my voice back. But <clears throat> um, yeah, and, and this typically happens kind of following camp season. Season, we see kids uh, kind of start to come to decisions. Um, with their official visits in the books, how do their senior season get decisions out of the way? Sometimes younger kids like to make decisions um, after camp when, when Bama sees them live and and uh, and hop on board early. So not a huge shock, but, I mean, it, it's been a massive run of momentum for Alabama, um, you know, uh, in, in several different areas. We, we saw them land five-star cornerback Tony Mitchell on Sunday, <clears throat> which was – not a huge surprise that he committed to Alabama, but, you know, kind of the timing, I guess, um, wanting to commit now after, you know, that he's, uh, he's been doing visits and, and, uh, and flirting with some other schools, but a uh, huge addition there. Um, we saw Brayson Hubbard commit. He's a uh, three-star athlete from Mississippi that was committed to Southern Miss baseball. Um, he camped at Alabama. He's never played defensive back. Um, he plays quarterback at the high school level, but he worked out as a safety at camp, and, and Nick Saban loved him, gave him an offer, and now he's part of the class. Um, so that was a, 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 a camp eval that, that Bama really liked in, in Brayson Hubbard. Um, you look back to uh, the, the junior, junior college level, Justin Jefferson was another guy that Bama absolutely loved in camp, a linebacker from Pearl River Community College. He got an offer before camp, and he came to camp um, and, and just wowed the staff. He, he's a he's a, a linebacker that runs a four three, so uh, a lot to like there. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then on uh, on Wednesday, Cole Adams, the four star wide receiver from uh, from Oklahoma, that's one that's you know if, you, if you've been following that recruitment, is it's uh, Bama's been trending there for a while. It was it was kind of a matter of whether. Um, you know, Oklahoma could overtake Alabama there, and and they didn't. He committed to Alabama yesterday, and another kid that has uh, really top notch speed, ten um, six in the hundred, runs a four. He has a laser time four five one or yeah four five one forty as a junior. Um, a really impressive, really impressive wide receiver prospect that Bama really liked and has been pushing for all year, and then. Uh, <clears throat> 2024 um, got its first commitment in Perry Thompson, the four-star wide receiver from Foley, Alabama. Um, and <laughs> I keep saying this, but another kid that, and this is, I, you know, emphasize that how important camp is. Um, he was a kid that impressed at camp, got a camp offer, um, had a really nice uh, sophomore season, um, got the offer. It was his first Really, major offer. He, he's he's gotten a couple of lower lower level offers, but Bama um, has been keeping an eye on him. Really liked him, and you know I think we'll see him continue to kind of blow up on the recruiting front, um, especially now that he's committed to Alabama. But um, really impressive prospect there from Foley, obviously home of Julio Jones. So really big week. I don't think it's going to slow down. I think we're going to see more kids pop um, in the days to come. There's a lot of decisions set. Um, so yeah, you know, Bama's Bama's having a having a nice, nice little run. Uh, without a doubt, uh, it is uh, really impressive what uh, what Nick Saban 
uh, has done. There seems to be a uh, a trend in every one of these receiver. I mean, in every one of these recruits, is it coincidence or or is that kind of the the trend uh, um, that that Alabama uh, pursuing uh, Hank when it comes to the um, the entire um, class all having just unbelievable speed. It, it seems to be a trend, and that 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 really seems to be something. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're fast, Bama is always going to take notice, or schools are always going to take notice. But you know, it really seems like Bama is valuing speed and explosion in their prospects. Um, you know, especially lately. Um, obviously, like I said, you know, they're always going to go after those kind of guys, but, you know, I think, um, uh, especially in this, in this group of commitments, uh, that they've really, uh, <laughs> they've really coveted that. And, um, you know, uh, it, they, um, definitely offer a lot for the staff to work with, obviously David Ballou and, and those guys can, uh, can probably take those numbers and, and, and better them even more at the next level once they get there. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of been the, the theme of the, these commitments. Uh, yeah. And, and, and they're knocking it completely out of the park when it comes uh, to speed. So I guess my follow-up question to you is um, Alabama has a big uh, potential um, get next week in terms of a uh, wide receivers uh, and uh you know, in terms of the number one JUCO player in the country uh, at his respective position. So uh, where does Bama stand with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, so I, I think you mean Malik Benson, right? Um, yeah, no, no, no. no uh, there was a Justin Jefferson, I think. That yeah, Alabama- he's, he committed this week. Justin Jefferson's a linebacker. Oh, okay, I'm linebacker. sorry, Malik Benson. You're right. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Justin Jefferson is the linebacker. Malik Benson. He's, hey, why am I questioning you? You the you the good. Hey, I mean Justin Jefferson is a really good receiver for the Minnesota Vikings too. But no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, so <laughs> I am justified in that. In that, that that's right. That's not being fifty-two, uh, <laughs> or maybe it is. <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah, Malik Benson, another kid. High, high world. I don't want to say world class speed because, uh, but no, really good speed. Um, top rated JUCO prospect um, from uh, Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Um, another kid that that got an offer um, earlier this spring. Don't believe he worked out, but um, I think Bama saw enough um, from his freshman JUCO season, um, and then seeing him on the spring eval circuit um, to to realize what kind of prospect he was. Um, but a, a guy that he, he took all five of his official visits in the month of June. Uh, Bama got one of those. It was a midweek visit a um, couple weeks back. Uh, he had named Tennessee as leader, um, but that was prior to his Bama visit. And, and I even wrote, I said, you know, I think this is going to be a recruitment where you see, um, you know, he's really going to ride some visit highs. I think that this was his first really exposure to, to um, official visits and, and doing this kind of thing. So obviously, you know, you take one of these visits and that school is the best thing in the world um, at the time. But I, I felt like in the long run uh, or, you know, 
in, in the few weeks span that he was doing this, I think Bama was going to kind of come out on top. And and I think that's what's happening. Um, he's set to announce on July 5th. Um, and I, I like where Bama stands for him right now. I, I think they're going to get him in this class. Um, and, and, you know, it, this could be, you know, Cole Adams, Malik Benson. You know, I'm not sure if you really need to take another receiver. And, you know, I think Bama will still recruit guys. But, you know, after you know, signed five guys last year, you got the transfer portal in your back pocket. Um, you know, might not really be necessary to do much more at that position, um, especially with the two caliber of prospects you have and guys like uh, if you're able to get Malik Benson and obviously a guy like Cole Adams. All right, speaking of Hank South 247 Sports, Bama Online uh, recruiting, uh, without a doubt, um, you know, uh, Bama making a, a big time deal. All right, let's. Uh, Xavier sent me a question um, about uh, wanting to know about Peter Woods and Malik Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. That <clears throat> Peter Woods is another one um, coming up on July 8th. And, and that one's kind of become a lot more uh, heated of a battle than maybe we anticipated for the last three years. Um, you know, for the longest time it's, it's been considered, you know, Bama's the team to beat for Peter Woods. He's enjoying the process. He's, he's taking these visits, but, the last few weeks, Clemson has really kind of made a run for him. They got him on an official visit uh, earlier in the month of June and uh, really knocked it out of the park from everything we're told. And, you know, it, it went kind of from, oh, well, yeah, Clemson's probably his number two school to, oh, well, Clemson might actually get him, um, which is kind of crazy to still say. And, and I'm still not totally convinced that that's going to happen. Um, but I know that, uh, you know, Clemson is a, is a major contender in this recruitment and it's not, you know, Bama's not a home run. Uh, lock for Peter Woods any longer. So um, still a little bit of time to play out, a little bit over a week. Um, you know, he was back. He's been to Tuscaloosa. Uh, it's kind of a weird situation. He's been to Tuscaloosa the last two weekends, but he hasn't been on campus to visit with the staff. He's 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 been seeing family or he's been around some of the players. But, um, you know, still that, that could be beneficial for Alabama's chances. But, you know, he's a kid that's been to Bama probably – 50 times throughout his recruitment. So there's really not much more he needs to see. So, you know, they're, they're still working on him. They're, they're still trying to add him to this class. And, you know, even if he did ultimately commit to Clemson, it's going to be a situation where, um, you know, Bama's going to keep pushing for him and, and uh, you know, try to get him by signing day. So it, it wouldn't be over, but, um, you know, it, it would certainly not help if he committed to Clemson. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm not changing my pick off Bama just yet. Um, I'm leaning more towards Clemson as of late, but you know, it's still, I think, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta give, give Bama some closing credit there to, to you know, <laughs> see what they can do. But um, Malik Bryant, that's one um, Bama's been trending in for, for a while. And, and it's another one that, you know, it hasn't always been a Bama. It's not really, he hasn't really been seen as a Bama lean for a long time. Um, it was more since kind of April when he took his visit. That's kind of when Bama started trending. Then he came back in June, worked out, hung out for a couple of days um, he's set to announce on July 23rd, um, and, and I think this is kind of shaping up to be Alabama versus Miami. And, you know, I'm not sure. He, he took his official visit to Miami, and, uh, you know, with everything with NIL, you know, I'm sure that's playing a role. And, you know, I even asked him the last time I spoke to Malik Bryan, I said, you know, how big of a factor is NIL for you? And he said, obviously, you know, I want to make, you know, he, want, he wants to profit off his name, image, likeness, uh, but it's not going to be his – deciding factor so you know he says that we'll see if he follows through with that 
but I, I think he's really enamored by Bama. I think his mom really likes Bama. Um, and so I'm, I'm still picking Bama ahead of July 23rd, but, you know, not with a ton of confidence, but, you know, leaning Bama. All right. Well, <laughs> Hank, man, I appreciate Like I said, I appreciate you hitting an audible this morning. Um, sure. we, we are we have been able to get back uh, live and local on the radio airwaves on the other side. So go ahead and tell all of our listeners those on the Martin Houston Network as well as those on Tide uh, 100.9 uh, what uh, you got coming up in the next week or so. Yeah, you know, it, it's, I think, you know, we're going to see more kids set decision dates. Obviously, you know, we got Peter Woods, Malik Benson's coming up, a couple other kids announcing. So a lot coming, SEC Media Days on the horizon, BemaOnline.com. And then uh, I think we're doing a special right now, two months for a dollar. So awesome time to join. Uh, and then my Twitter handle is at HankSouth247. All right, the best follow in recruiting, that is at HankSouth247. Thanks, Hank. We'll catch up with you next week. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. All right, coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. We'll be bringing X uh, in. We'll bring Joe in. Uh, just some uh, wrap-up thoughts from today's uh, program. Thank you for being a part of the show. And don't forget, go check out Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com. Hey, they'll help you keep your car clean inside and out. Andy Phillips and his team do a great job. And don't forget, you can get a, a supreme wash package. I mean, not top level as low as three. $23.99. I mean, you're, you're, you're missing a great opportunity if you've not joined uh, Overflow Express Wash. Go check them out at overflowexpresswash.com. Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Hey, we'll pick up a conversation we were having on yesterday uh, uh, regarding the Heisman Trophy conversation. Of course, uh, that was some great conversation with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting joining us and talking with us about uh, what's happening with um, recruiting and Nick Saban and recruiting speed, speed, speed. But uh, yesterday we started a little conversation, uh, X and Joe, around the Heisman Trophy. So I kind of told you guys I would follow back up with that. So first question is, should they move the timing of the voting when it comes to the Heisman Trophy? Uh, to when would you want to move it to? Uh, after the 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 season, um, you know, uh, versus picking it when they pick it uh, before uh, the season's over, especially when you have the potential. Uh, let, let's say that this upcoming year, Stroud and Young are two of the top candidates, and they both make the playoffs, and you give one. Uh, the Heisman, um, you know, before the playoffs. And then the other one outshines them. But they were close candidates. And, and the play head-to-head uh, -head would have changed things. I, I'm perfectly okay with that, moving it to after the national championship game. I think it's funny to go back and look at how many Heisman Trophy winners wouldn't have been if that was the case. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. I don't know if Bryce would have won it last year. Well, who who do you think would have won it then? I think I think it would have been Stroud. If you look at Stroud's bow game, 
if you're talking about playing it after the end of the at the end of the season, look how Stroud played in his bowl game versus what the last thing people saw from Bryce. I don't know. I think you look at the you look at the level of the game too. I don't think you just give, and that's why that's why they used to vote earlier, Xavier, is because the bowl games didn't matter. Um, they used to vote after the regular season, and it was only a, you know, I mean, when I say didn't matter, uh, the season was over. Uh, there was no championship pretty much on the line for virtually anybody. So um, I, I just think the timing, I think you're voting too early right now. And I also think that they, another element of that that they need to change is that you should not be able to have your vote in, even at the time it is. It's electronic now, right? Even if you're going to vote after the bowl game, I mean, after the championship weekend, uh, the conference championship weekend, you should not be able to have your vote in before then because there's most of the time it's already decided because they vote. They, you used to have to mail them in, okay? What's the rush now? You hit it uh, in, in a, a button and you send an email or, or text, whatever it is. So anyway, um, should they uh, look at um, maybe having a uh, – uh, offensive and the defensive, same level. In other words, you know, uh, kind of like they do the MVP of a game. It's the offensive MVP and the defensive MVP. I know they give out like player of the year awards for offensive player and defensive player, but the Heisman still reigns supreme. Should they create a defensive award that's viewed at the same level as the Heisman? No, I, I mean, yes and no. Yes, because they don't seem to – change their ways, but no in the sense, let's be real, if if there's been plenty of times a defensive player has been the best player in the country and has put up numbers to back that up, it's time to to break this mentality of only offensive players can win the highest. Instead yeah, of having to go and make a completely new award. Yeah, and that, that that's unfortunately uh, to be fair to the great defensive players of of old and of, of today, uh, there, there, there have been numerous times when the best player in college football was clearly a, a defensive player, um, like Indomitian Sioux was the best player in college football. Uh, you know, And in today's culture, Indomitian Sioux may win it, but who knows? I guess the, the next question is, can Alabama legitimately have three candidates in uh, New York for the Heisman finalists, uh, if Rick lives up to the hype he's getting, I don't think I don't think number three would be Rick. I said if he lives up to the hype he's getting, not not. I, I, I mean, I don't think he's gonna make it either. But no, I don't think even if he lives up to the hype, it would be you know to a cornerback making it. With not, and I know this is great. But a court, it, to me, it's easier for a linebacker or a defensive lineman, edge rusher, to make it than a DB. You're talking about a DB would have to have 12 to 15 interceptions, you know, give up no yards on the season, in my opinion. Versus an edge rusher, you can have a guy that has 20-plus sacks, 30-plus tackles for a loss. I think it's easier for the, you know, a linebacker, you know, similar, like crazy number of tackles and things of that nature. I think – the only way Alabama has three players 
in New York for the Heisman is Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr., and Jameer Gibbs. And the only caveat I would add to that, Xavier, is if Eli Ricks gets the extra boost of being a return guy because yes. the, the, the one guy who won it uh, over a quarterback from uh, the defensive side of the ball was Charles Woodson. So, um, and he was a return specialist along with what he did. He shouldn't have won it over Peyton, but uh, but he got enough votes and he had enough of other stuff. And that would be, and I don't know if Ricks is a return guy or, or not, but I guess the possibility of it being, you know, those two and Jamar Gibbs is just as big a reality uh, too because he's gotten a lot of hype. Hey, X, appreciate you being a part. Appreciate you being flexible this morning. Thanks, Joe, for uh, continuing to push through. Uh, this is the Martin Houston Show. I want to thank all of my great listeners, followers, chatters, and viewers. Uh, we'll uh, be back here uh, on uh, tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, thanks for those who jumped on with us this morning. And uh, CJ, will talk about your uh, question as well. For the Martin Houston Show, remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide out there, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.